0: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey Podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Uh, My name is Wes Butler, and I'm so honored to be filling in for our friend Emma Daughter for a couple of episodes of the podcast. Uh, I've had the privilege of serving uh, as one of the pastors here on our staff at Watermark for the last 18 years, and I've gotten to see the Spirit of God do some amazing things in the life of our church over that time. It really is a, a humbling privilege to get to serve our church and community in this way, and it is equally humbling to get to serve you all on the podcast today. Uh, Luke 10 actually is one of my favorite chapters in all the Gospels, which is something that Emma didn't know when she asked me to tackle this episode. So uh, let's dive in, see what the Lord has for us. Um, I'd like for us to start by asking you to reflect on a moment that I imagine many of us share. Do you remember being dropped off for college? I know not everyone has had this experience, but maybe you can relate to and, and maybe remember something similar to it. Uh, like the first time you drove by yourself after getting your license or, or maybe even the first time your parents left you at home by yourself when you were uh, little but old enough to not burn the house down while they were out. Uh, This is fresh on my mind because just a few days ago, I dropped off my oldest child for his freshman year at Oklahoma State University. Go Pokes! Uh, On our tear-filled drive back home, my wife and I tried to take ourselves back to when our parents dropped us off and what we remember about that moment. Uh, Now, truthfully, that was over 25 years ago for us, so our memories are a little more foggy than they once were. But as a parent dropping off my son, I am more keenly aware now of how blissfully ignorant I must have been then and and how the joy and the excitement of the new adventure and new friends and new freedoms likely prevented me from seeing the dangers, troubles and challenges that lay ahead of me. Everything was awesome (laughs) and I was on my way to college and I was invincible Well, I start by sharing this experience because that same kind of blissful ignorance can happen to us in our Christian lives as we experience the victories, the spiritual highs and mountaintops of the Christian life that we often experience in our journey with the Lord. Luke 10 starts with Jesus essentially sending 72 of his friends off to college. Uh, At this point in the Gospels, he had been with them for about a year or so, and during this time, all 72 of them had watched him teach and care for people, heal the sick, confront evil, address rejection and criticism from the religious leaders, and on and on. And now it was their turn. Uh, Much like I tried to do with my son the last few weeks before taking him to college, Jesus took some time to remind them of things they had learned from him in the past. He encourages them that there is crucial work to be done and plenty of it, so they should pray for more workers to join them. He warns them that he was sending them out as lambs into a land full of wolves. He tells them how to deal with money, gives them a packing list, tells them how to be polite when they go into someone's home, and he tells them how to respond when they experience rejection. Uh, You know, come to think of it, maybe this was a college send-off lecture. I don't know. But Jesus is clearly trying to prepare them for both the best and the worst that may come their way. Well, apparently after sending them off, things go incredibly well because just a few verses later, we read this says the 72 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. It was clearly a great few days of ministry and the disciples were pumped. Things had gone great, even better than they could have hoped for. And they were on cloud nine amazed at what they had seen and been a part of. Jesus' response to their enthusiasm is why this passage, I think, is so important for us and one of my favorite moments in the Gospels. In verses 18 through 20, we read this. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Now, Jesus doesn't squash their enthusiasm. In fact, he, he affirms it and even confirms it with a you don't even know how good it is type of description. Uh, commentators aren't sure if what Jesus says he saw was an actual literal vision of Satan falling or, or whether he's just speaking more figuratively. But either way, Jesus is letting this band of his followers know that there's even more to be excited about than they are aware of. And he gives them reason for even more enthusiasm to come in the future with promises of the authority and power they will have over every force of darkness in this world. But then he issues a nevertheless statement. Jesus says to his enthusiastic, blissfully ignorant college students that as great as all of this is, and it is great, these victories must not become the source of their joy. Do not rejoice in this, he says. Jesus wants them to to root their joy in a reality even deeper than their ministry success and victory over evil forces. He wants them to root their joy in the ultimate truth that their eternities have been sealed in heaven and nothing can take that away. This is so crucial for our Christian journey today. The natural inclinations of our heart are to evaluate our standing with God by our circumstances and surroundings. It could come in the form of a really great Christian conference or retreat like many of our young adults will experience at Awaken over this Labor Day weekend, where the spiritual highs of those moments create emotions of joy and gladness and feeling so close to the power of the Spirit of God. Or or maybe it comes when we experience the victories of parenting, when we see one of our children maturing before our very eyes, memorizing Scripture, or even taking steps of obedience and baptism. It could be breakthroughs in your battles with sin or in the reconciliation of a broken relationship that you have or maybe the salvation of a coworker or friend that you've been praying for for a long time. Now, these are all really good things, amazing things and things worth celebrating. But as great as all of those things can be and are, those emotional and spiritual highs cannot sustain a life of faith to give us the joy that we need to face the days where God seems distant, the enemy of our soul seems to be winning. And our plans for victory are met with disappointment and even defeat. So Jesus' nevertheless is for us, to help us, that we may be reminded of where our ultimate source of joy is found, and recognizing we have a sealed eternity that cannot be taken away. In this passage, Jesus knew that hard days would come and were coming for his followers, and all 72 of these friends for some it would be just a matter of a few years later when persecution would scatter them all over the globe and they would watch family members and friends be thrown in prison, be tortured, and be killed for their faith. Jesus knew that what would sustain them in those times would be the promise of eternity and the presence of the Father and the certainty of that hope. It is what will sustain us too. So what should we do with this today? Well, just a few thoughts as we wrap up. One, If you're living right now in a season of great victory, tremendous spiritual growth, a strong sense of nearness to God, and evidence of fruitful ministry around you, run to Jesus. Celebrate with Him, with a spirit of thankfulness for all that He has done. It is right and good to thank Him and to rejoice in His presence, acknowledging that He is the one worthy of all thanksgiving. Secondly, at the same time, we need to examine our hearts. Are you finding your worth and your joy more in what you are doing for God rather than in God himself and his great love for you? If so, you are on shaky ground that could all change tomorrow. So stop. Remind yourself that the unshakable, unchanging reality of who you are has nothing to do with how well or poorly your life is going these days. Your assurance and hope is found in the unconditional, steadfast love of God who has written your name in heaven. As Romans 8, 38 And 39 reminds us, we can be sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Lastly, how are you preparing for the days of serpents and scorpions and enemies and pain? Jesus told his followers that they would have authority to defeat these things, not that these things wouldn't come. In the sequel to the book of Luke that we know as the book of Acts, we see the apostles now graduated from their college education with Jesus, going out to preach the gospel and immediately facing opposition and persecution. In Acts 5, we are told that the apostles are arrested and beaten and ordered to stop speaking about Jesus before they release them. Luke's account says that they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. The apostles found their joy in the certainty that their fates were sealed in heaven by the grace of Jesus, his death and resurrection. That reality allowed them to rejoice whether the demons were subject to them or whether their enemies were beating them. And it is that reality that will sustain us too and give us the grace to say like Job, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thanks so much for listening today. And as always, wherever you are on your journey of faith, we're so glad we're making that journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.